Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Jody Mayo, and you are listening to the Inside Street Photography Podcast today, September 3rd, 2023. Welcome. You know, I'm a musician, I'm a street photographer, but what I would love to add to that list is DJ. I absolutely love doing this, playing music. Perhaps that's uh, another calling, but you know, I am a podcaster, so I'm basically able to do uh, what people normally do on the traditional airwaves. Airwaves, sorry, I just ate my word there. Uh, I do it via the internet, so welcome to the show. Let's chill for a bit, listen to some music, get into the zone, and I'll be right back because today, We're going to talk about taking photos of the homeless during our street photography journeys and, you know, the visual and sensory blast that it can be and the things that we deal with uh, both on the street and off the street, online and all that good stuff. So I'll be right back. Stand by. Ladies and gentlemen, friends and family of ISP, again, Jody Mayo here, uh, so incredibly happy to be behind the microphone once again. Nothing like uh, being able to chat with the whole world and with a matter of one click, record my voice, publish it, and here I am. I still find that incredibly amazing in my, uh, in my lifetime. But in any event, so today uh, we're going to talk about taking photos of homeless people, and I'm going to give you some of my perspectives on it. Uh, I actually had some discussions with this offline and online with some people. And it's something that's very interesting because oftentimes, uh, you know, we, we get labeled as people who exploit the homeless. And as a street photographer, you know, we have this role in society, whether you're a street photographer, you're a documentary photographer, we're there to capture life as it's happening. And ultimately, one thing that I found, it's really easy. There are are a lot of people out there, many, many people that are so quick to criticize, but no one has any skin in the game. These are people that just read comments and troll and reply, but ultimately, we're the ones walking the streets. We're the ones getting ourselves into situations that aren't the most ideal, and I'm sure you'll agree with that. You know, I'm a person that's always, I do everything with the most utmost respect for humanity. I'm there to explore our human condition. I'm I'm there to learn about myself through other people. And unfortunately, if you live in certain areas, in certain urban areas particularly, where homelessness is prevalent, this is something that we deal with on a regular basis. And how do you process it? How do you deal with the public? How do you deal with the homeless people? How do you approach them? Should we photograph them? Should we not photograph them? But I think it's really important for us to do this because um, it's part of what we do. It's part of the DNA of being a street photographer. Now, I know that everybody has, um, how do I put this? Everybody, you know, everybody has a certain angle they take on things. And some people probably don't do the, 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 um, uh, the homeless photography just because it's, it's intimidating. At some point, even if you're... Uh, you know, particularly if you're working with a fixed lens. So this is interesting for me because over the last few years, I always used my 24 to 70 lens. So it allowed me to get close, but not too close. Now that I almost exclusively work with my 50 mil lens, this requires me to 
have a much more intimate approach when it comes to uh, uh, to photographing the homeless. So you really get to learn body language. You get to get a sense, you know, is this person, are they all there mentally? Are they approachable? All these different things. But in any event, we're gonna, we can talk about this today. And this is the only thing we're going to talk about today. Going back to my conversation uh, with Peter from Belgium, um, focus. I'll be. I'll do more of these with with a singular focus. Maybe we talk about one or two topics, and then we move on to the next one. So, for what it's worth, I did a uh, an Instagram live feed uh, earlier this morning while I was walking. Uh, luckily, I walked like I don't know uh, six six miles, six and a half miles this morning, which is pretty good. Um, that's uh, I don't know t- ten kilometers, something like that. And um, I was. Uh, I was talking about how there's a gentleman who just joined uh, the, the Facebook group. And if you're interested, go to InsideStreetPhotography.com. And there, there is a link to the Facebook page that you can just simply ask to join. And we're starting to have some wonderful conversations there. There was a gentleman who recently joined. His name is Neil. And uh, Neil is from the UK. And, you know, and he posted a photo. And uh, you know, he asked that question about photographing the homeless. And I would love for you to join in on the conversation, but that requires you to join in on the Facebook page. So please do that. Inside Street Photography. Uh, I just ate my words again. InsideStreetPhotography.com. Uh, also, while I'm at it, um, I never thought I would do this, but I'm at the point where uh, I might as well just throw it out there. If anybody out there is interested in supporting this project, because it's a lot of work, it's a lot of money spent that there's no profit in anything I do here. But if for some reason, somebody out there wants to support this project, if you go to InsideStreetPhotography.com, there's a link there that says support ISP, and it'll take you to a buymeacoffee.com forward slash InsideStreetPhotography. And there, there's an opportunity to buy me a coffee and it'll help pay for internet and all the equipment that I buy to produce this and all the hours I spend uh, on the back end. Again, it's not a requirement, but if uh, if you have it in your heart uh, to uh, to com- uh, to contribute, that would be great. Uh, that's the first time I've ever did that. I've never asked for money online, you know. And it's not a, it's not an ask like I need it, but you know, it would be great to be able to fund some of this uh, without having it all come out of my pocket. But uh, in any event, um, so you know, we we're, we haven't we're having these deep conversations about homelessness. And back in May, at the end of May of 2020, I had the fortune of bumping into a gentleman in Boston. His name was Maurice. His name is Maurice. And uh, Maurice is a youngish guy. I mean, he was 39 when I met him, so that he's now 42 years old. He's wheelchair bound. And I remember walking Hanover Street in the north end of Boston, which is the Italian quarter. And, uh, you know, our, our eyes met and, uh, for, for one reason or another, there was a certain magnetism between us and we, we, you know, I approached them and I was like, how you doing, man? He's like, I'm doing great. How are you? And we just started having a conversation and, uh, I didn't approach it like, Hey, you're a homeless guy. You're, you're, you're a, uh, you're a particular segment of the population on the sidewalk right now. It was, it was a very easy going. Hello. How's the day going? I would have, I would have asked it the same exact way to anybody else. And I don't know if that made him feel good about the situation, but, uh, Maurice ended up dedicating quite a bit of time to me. And we, we talked for a long time before I even picked up my camera. Uh, we talked, I did, I had taken a picture of him from far away, but I hadn't met him yet. It was a picture of, um, uh, of Hanover Street down the sidewalk, and I could see him with his head turned around, 
um, looking at me. This is after the fact. And I was like, wow, how, how, uh, how about that? So we started talking, and then at one point he offered himself to, um, well, I shouldn't say, I asked him, I said, could I, would you mind if I interviewed you? I'm very interested in, uh, interested in learning about you as a person. You know, would you mind doing that? So that, that would be great. I'd be more than happy to do that. So we ended up um, doing something. It was my first attempt at like on the fly, recording a video, a full uh, interview that was quite long. Had some issues with the audio. I was working with a new piece of, of gear that I hadn't used before. So I was not prepared, but nonetheless, I, I was able to put something together that really cemented the experience of that day. And uh, I got to know Maurice. I got to know his story. Um, I got to know the things that uh, afflict him out on the street. A little bit of his history, where he came from. Uh, he was very articulate, um, wonderfully kind eyes and smile. You know, those kind of things that just bring people together. And I remember walking away from that day, and it took me a long time to, um, not saying rid myself in a bad way, but I was so shaken by that whole experience of, of hearing somebody's story so intimately um, that it really stayed with me for a long time. And it's still part of my DNA today. And when I approach street photography, I always think of Maurice. Now, Maurice was a wonderful um, way to get my feet wet into street photography and taking some portrait shots of, of, of homeless people. And uh, I thank him for that. And from that point on, I've tried to approach other people, but it's not always that easy because we need to be very careful about it. Again, as I said at the beginning of the show, we're dealing with people who have mental problems, people who have addiction problems. And, uh, you know, even Maurice touches, he touched upon those things with me. And because uh, I, I remember seeing him not a short time later. And uh, I remember introducing him to my girlfriend a few years ago. And, uh, you know, uh, Maurice wasn't doing that great. He was very glassy eyed. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know what he had been into, but uh, nonetheless, he, you know, he, he, he knows me. Hey, Joe, how's it going? But you, you could tell he wasn't himself. But this is the reality of it all, you know. And how do you approach these people? Uh, how do you talk to them? We as street photographers have skin in this game. And it's our choice to do this. There are people out there. There are so many people, some, pe some people that I follow that, you know, they, they, uh, they approach the street. You know, they look at the lighthearted side of things. They try to catch people in, in, in certain precarious situations or, you know, the, the, the way their facial expressions are and blah, blah, blah. Uh, then there's some of us who delve a little bit deeper. And then there are those of us uh, out there who, uh, who really try to uh, capture the, the unfortunate side of life, but try to do it in a way. That's why I'm so incredibly, uh, I'm such a, a big fan of, of, a, of taking a photo, but also being able to contextualize it with some words. I think that's really, really important. Because ultimately for a person to look at a photo and say, you are exploiting this person, I say no to that. So I am taking a photo so that you, who probably doesn't even look at the person, they're, they're invisible to you, this gives you a chance to see a homeless person, to hear a story, um, and to hear it through the, um, the perspective of my lens and through the perspective of me knowing them. You know, earlier today on the, on the, I forget if it was the Instagram feed or the Facebook feed, I talked about 
our inability to connect with our fellow humans because of just the way things are. I'll, I'll give you an example. If you're, in United, if you're in the United States, and I'm sure this is heard all over the world, you know, there was a big thing with Black Lives Matter um, that still permeates uh, our society here in the U.S. today. Um, I happen to live in, an, uh, in a more affluent area, and all I saw was signs on the lawn, Black Lives Matter here, Black Lives Matter there. But for the most part, these areas that I live in are predominantly white, and uh, there's really nothing that gets done on a local level to integrate some of the communities that perhaps need to be in these better, you know, quote unquote, better areas because of the better school systems and all that. Um, they don't want that element. And ultimately, um, a, little, uh, a little kid, th their experience and understanding what it means to be a black child or what it means to be homeless or what it means to be a drug addict or what it means to, it's limited. I'm a believer in you wanna teach people about what it means to be homeless, I'd say hop in a bus. Instead of going to a, an amusement park, I would say hop in a bus with the school, get a police detail, and go to these areas so that people can see with their own eyes at a relatively young age. I'm not telling we have to expose kids at eight years old, but perhaps you know once you hit teenagehood to say, listen, you are a fortunate human being for having been born where you're born for living in the house you live in, for having the social structure that, that surrounds you, uh, for having parents that are, you know, some cases parents aren't loving, but let's just assume loving parents. You have all the resources you could possibly want. Uh, and this is what other people are dealing with. These are the neighborhoods people come from. When you walk down the street or you take your bike out, you have nothing to worry about because it's a community that's well taken care of. Then you get into these other areas who are underserved by, by police, by tax dollars, by all of that. This is life. Who is showing people this? It's the journalists. It's, it's us, it's us street photographers. It's the documentarians, it's, it's docu documentary filmmakers, it's the documentary uh, photographers. Um, and People need to understand this. So one thing I, I found is that it's so incredibly easy. We're surrounded by a world where people are quick to judge you, but they have no skin in the game. I have multiple projects. I say what I say, and I say it with intent, and I say it with, with conviction. And I, I recently, I have another project called Joe Unscripted, where it's just kind of my, my project to talk about anything that interests me. You know, this morning I talked about how I thought the level of the service industry is just, it's just despicable. You walk into a coffee shop and um, uh, everything is dirty. The windows are dirty. People working behind the counters, they're not even listening to what you're saying. They, if you order a coffee, they, they can't get a simple coffee, right? You get the wrong thing back. Um, you know, you, you walk by a coffee shop at night and all the windows have fingerprints and dirty. And it's a, it's a shame, right? And ultimately, I think that's part of this new society that we're part of, that there's no work ethic. Anyways, I'm going down the wrong road with this. If you're interested in the other side of things in life, check out uh, Joe Unscripted on Facebook, uh, on Instagram. I mean, there, there are photos on there, but it's mostly a Facebook project. Um, anyway, so it's important for us to really dissect a situation and say, hey, what's going on here? So for those of us who have the guts to get out onto the street uh, and to do this, 
I applaud you all because it, it, it needs to be done. A person who does not have either proximity to homelessness or is unwilling to go in because they just simply fear, they're going to require, they're going to need us to be representative of those communities and to try to make them understand. When I shot the, um, the, 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 the interview, the, 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 the YouTube video, that I end up posting. Actually, is it on YouTube? No, it's not on YouTube. It's just on Facebook. Uh, the interview with Maurice, and then I posted some of the uh, some of the portrait photography that I did uh, with him. Uh, I posted it on a project called Boston from the Inside, which is another thing that I do, and that has about fifteen hundred followers. And these are people that are generally fans of Boston, Massachusetts, that live in Boston, outside of Boston, out of state, out of the country. And uh, once I posted that, I cannot tell you the response that Maurice received from this because I posted photos, you know, and luckily Maurice it just, just sort of emanates this, uh, this air of kindness and you could just tell by his eyes and his smile. And on top of it, people watched his interview. They, 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 they watched, they listened to it. And that was my way of connecting people who would otherwise not have known about Maurice to connect with Maurice. So suddenly people are coming into Boston and I'm receiving messages. I just saw Maurice. We just had a conversation. I told him how uh, he had, um, I had watched his interview with Joe DeMeo from, uh, uh, from Boston from the inside. And, uh, and people, I, you know, so I gave him $10. Another person, I gave him $5. I had a great conversation with him. Maurice would have been a person that people simply walked by and not thought twice about. But through what I did, and I'm not patting myself on the back, all I'm doing here is exposing this sense that there's a role for us out there. And if, if we're conscientious about what we do, if, we're, if, we have, uh, if we're very intentional about what we do, and there's a mission behind it, there's a lot of power. Whether you, listen, I don't get paid for what I do. I, I, uh, obviously, I'm out there trying to get my name out as a photographer. We're all doing the same thing. But ultimately, the stuff that really matters to me is, is finding out about these little stories to say, hey, I connected with somebody because of something you photographed or something that you created a video for. That, that, that makes my heart swell with joy and uh, so incredibly happy for that. So for those of you who are out there and taking photos, keep taking photos. Obviously, you got to be careful. You know, I, um, I had a few situations, one where I, I believe it was a drug dealer. I took a photo on a sidewalk and he was vicious towards me. I, I thought he was going to kill me. Luckily, he just kept going and I just kept walking. Um, I also had a situation where in Boston, we have an area called uh, Mass and Cass, which is the corner of Massachusetts Avenue and uh, Melania Cass Boulevard that has a horrible, horrible problem with, with drugs, homelessness, um, you know, uh, sexual acts. Like th this, is, this is the area of Boston you do not want to walk through. And a few years ago, uh, I did walk through by myself, which was stupid. And, uh, and this is where that, that drug dealer also threatened me. But, um, you know, I was there, I took photos of people injecting themselves and I posted those photos and somebody got really mad at me. You know, why would you do that? That's somebody's son or somebody's daughter. And my whole point, I go back to what I just said, people need to see this. It's so easy to just read it on the paper or not read about it at all and just not worry about the problem, you know, and, and you can't do that. You cannot do that. So um, that's it. 
you know, this is probably a lot more, uh, you know, uh, sort of a, a cerebral thing about the whole photography thing. You know, I'm not here talking about, oh, use this lens type. And, uh, you know, when you talk to them, say this and say that. Ultimately, street photographers, the style that we use on the streets is, is an extension of who we are. If you're a conservative person and you're not very friendly, but you still enjoy photography, you might be the person that's like, oh, I'm just gonna stand across the street with a zoom lens. And that's your, your version of street photography. Then somebody else might be a bit of an extrovert and they're the ones out there talking to everybody. That's probably me. I'm an ambivert. I can be very extroverted and very introverted at the same time. Um, and I can't control when it happens. It's also It also comes down to the chemistry of the street, how I'm feeling, the energy in the street, the people I'm bumping into. Am I able to smile? Am I, am I able to put them at ease when they see me with a camera? You know, for the most part, what I have now, I don't use Zoom stuff anymore. Even though the Zoom lens I had was a small one. It was only a 24 to 70. Now I use a uh, just a compact 50 uh, millimeter lens. I absolutely love it. With a manual uh, aperture control on it. Absolutely old school. In love with, the, with that whole process of doing it the old way. And uh, it doesn't look as intimidating. And in a way, that's why I also like the, you know, the Fuji film and the Leica. All those cameras are nice because they're not very, uh, you know, my Sony looks like a, like a jet engine. It's a beautiful machine to look at, but it can be intimidating. So uh, let's change. Uh, do we change the song for the ending? Yeah, let's do that. So uh, anyways, I hope you enjoyed this conversation. I want to do much more of this and understand one thing. I'm trying to be more scripted. I fire up the microphone and I just talk. That's what I do. I generally know what I'm going to be speaking about. And sometimes I falter. It's not perfect. But uh, thank you to all of you who listened uh, all the way up to the end. Like I said, please visit InsideStreetPhotography.com. There you'll find a link to YouTube, to my Facebook group page. Uh, if you'd like to uh, fund this project to help pay for some of the expenses, by all means, there's a link there to the BuyMeACoffee.com page. And that's it. I thank you. And I leave you with the... Uh, a little bit of blues. I'm a lover of the blues. So uh, thank you. Be well. And uh, if all goes well, I'm going to do this again on Wednesday. So Wednesdays and Sundays. Hasta la vista, baby. Ciao.